What's up, nerds? I am your podcast, and I'm here with CJ and CJ's mom. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> That's the madre. Sorry about the voice. She, she's got the voice for newspaper. <laughs> and the face for... No, it's... The face for radio. The face for radio and the voice for newspaper. <laughs> yeah. As you can see, they love each other very much. <laughs> okay, I'm out. <laughs> We're gonna have like the record scratch on that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we decided to take today as an opportunity to talk about Lord of the Rings since we had her here today because she's a big fan. So, so how big of a fan are you? Well, I'm four foot ten, so about that big. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> the biggest. The biggest fan. The, the biggest. And I'm here to translate because she uses weird names for everybody. What? Lego's not his name? No, Lego is not his name. <laughs> G- Gandhi. Gandhi. Mary Perry. I'm on board with Mary Perry. Perry <laughs> <laughs> Winkle or something stupid I like think, that. I think that Perry should be. Perry Winkle. I think Mary Perry should be canon. <laughs> I want that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's why I'm here, because I know all her weird names for everything. <laughs> so, uh, how do you want to start this one, Seed? We're just going to jump into the fellowship here, or do you want to... Uh, what are you thinking? Well, I haven't read the books. Wow. Yeah. So, you need to go home and think about right. your life. I'll immediately, <laughs> immediately. I, I know, we're at your home. <laughs> <laughs> at least I can sleep right over there while you guys continue. <laughs> so, uh... When did you read the books? When I was a teenager. Did you read The Hobbit first? I read The Hobbit first, and then I read The Lord of the Rings. Did you just sort of do them all kind of a thing? Or did you uh, do, like, was there a book I read back? The Hobbit first, and then probably a couple years later, I read The Lord of the Rings books. Okay. And I pretty much read those right in order, right, and right after the other. Yeah, so I am I am uh, an outman. You're outman. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I read The Hobbit... I think in junior high and I think I was in high school when I read The Lord of the Rings and then I read them a bunch and then I read them almost yearly for a while and half the time I would read The Hobbit when I reread them did you see the movies when they first yeah came? when they first came out I watched the three movies I saw the second one in theaters but uh, the other ones I, <laughs> I saw when they came out <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I saw all of them in theaters multiple times. Yeah, I saw the second one in theaters twice, but I waited for the other ones. Okay. Yeah, I only saw all of them in the theaters once, and then yeah. on TV is when I watched them. Okay. Do you not have them? No, I gave them to you. The, the books? No, I got the, the books. books. I was like, the movies I gave to you. Yeah, I still have a set of the books. Are you sure? Am I sure I have a set of the books? No, yeah, I'm sure you get... positive I have a set of the books. It's sitting not right next to my stereo. Dude, I have like three <laughs> sets of the books or something like that, so... Do will attest, he's helped me move the bookshelf. That's true. <laughs> I did help you move the bookshelf twice, in fact. <laughs> twice. So, so yeah, he could verify I have way too many of the books. No, that's okay. Books are good. People need books. No, I just don't remember you giving me the movies. Yeah, I only had the one set. Because I didn't buy the movies for me. I bought them for you when you were still there. Oh, when, oh okay. okay. So I've, I've never owned the movies. Okay. We, we can fix that. Okay. I, I, so I get to go home with movies? Yeah. Because I have the, the theatrical and the extended edition. 
Okay. So I could send you home with a theatrical if you'd like. Okay. Speaking of that, I have your sandlot still. <laughs> <laughs> but that is neither here nor there. Did you get Cassidy to watch it? No. Wow. Yeah, no, I didn't. That, that was a long time ago. That was, what, episode two? Yeah, but also... Three. Was it three? Yeah, your wrestling one was two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't listen to them at all. <laughs> <laughs> she does complain about it every time she listens to it. The CJ part. Yes. <laughs> now I'll send him a check saying you're, you're wrong or you're in it stupid or you didn't say this right. <laughs> so, the Fellowship of the Ring. You want to start there? We can start at the Fellowship. All right. Bilbo Baggins goes invisible, runs away from his party. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much where the best part is. Starts. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, do you know how long there is between the party and when... Gandalf comes back and Bilbo leaves on the adventure. It's the same night. No. Are yes. you sure, dude? I'm pretty sure. Well, it kind I mean, of I happens know, that in the movie. I know that, that I way. know less here, but I do know. Yeah, I do I mean, remember Bilbo running yeah, off, and, off and he brought fireworks. Yeah, and then all the people started showing up. Yeah. The house. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, no, no. After, before Frodo leaves on his oh, okay. journey. Oh, okay. I okay. thought you were saying Bilbo. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I know Bilbo leaves that. I know yeah. when Frodo leaves. No, I don't know. I guess I always assumed it was like the next day. 17 years. Wow. Yeah, there's... That's insane. Yes, there's 17 years. That's why Bilbo's so much older when you see him later. That's crazy. Yeah, 17 years is supposed to go by between the opening party and when Frodo and Sam take off. What the heck? That's a mind blower <laughs> for me. But Frodo dude. doesn't look older. Neither does Sam. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, they go from what, 11 to what? 30 to, 30 like, to about 50. It's like, yeah, well, they're the main characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Frodo was 33, I think, at the party, and I think he's like 50 when they leave. Really? Yeah, because Bilbo's 50 during The Hobbit. Yeah, and he's like 100. 111. Yeah. And then he's uh, like 129, I think, when, or 131 or something like that, when he leaves at the very, very, very end to get on the ship. You guys yeah. are blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, in the, like in the books, a lot, there's a, a bit of time that goes by, but they don't really convey that. Because, like, for Hobbits, like, 30 to 50, that's, like, your 20s. So, in, like, human years, Frodo went from, like, 22 to, like, 26. Yeah, that's weird. So he looks basically the same. Human years. <laughs> I <laughs> like it. <laughs> Not to be confused with human music. Right. <laughs> Not a fan. No, but, uh... Oh, I had someone I was just going to say. What, was it one of your Lord of the Rings facts? No. Oh. Because I'm... You already know them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't know them. Um, the people need to know them. Yeah, come back to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we have... The, we could do, like, a the overall plot thing where Bilbo does his party, he turns invisible... Yeah, I was going to say... Runs away... Leaves Frodo the ring after some convincing. And then Gandalf runs off because he has questions that need answers. Yeah. 
so if you just want to summarize the movie real quick, <laughs> you're, you're on top of it. Uh, and then we can just talk about the fun stuff. <laughs> okay, um, Gandalf realizes the ring is the one ring, sends Frodo with it to Rivendell, where they'll decide it, the ring's fate. And Sam uh, overhears in the hedges, though he doesn't hear anything important, just something about the ring and the end of the world. You know, you know, minor stuff. Nothing huge. <laughs> yeah. Nothing so he goes with. They bump into uh, your your two favorite. Mary and Perry. Mary and Perry. Mary and Perry. They get they. We get a brief view of Farmer Maggot, who is who is insulted by his portrayal in the movies. Really. Oh yeah, yeah. Farmer Maggot's a badass in the books. Yeah. Okay. He tells off. Best. He tells off the the ring rider really yeah he he like tells him off and he's like now get off my land before i send my dogs on you that's great and he chases him off and that's then he amazing. helps and he helps them get to the ferry where they sail across the river yeah yeah he's the one who helps them get to that or supplies them to get to that or something like that <laughs> but yeah he he is not a wuss he and they credit the guy who gets scared and hides from his house where he's like oh a hobbit's in that way when he like runs inside, yeah, that's who gets credited for it in the movie, and everyone's like, "No, that's not our farmer maggot. That, that dude's a badass." Sucks. Yeah, he's he's an actual badass. Well, you know, that's kind of the trend though, <laughs> with books to books to movies, books to shows, things like that. But Somebody, the movie did do a good job of following the books. It, it did a really good job, but it okay. did things like. It wasn't going to show Farmer Maggot chasing off a ring wraith because now the ring wraiths don't look scary if some this one Hobbit dude can chase them off. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they they didn't want to put that in there because then it lessens their villain. That's fair. I just only think, main like, characters can survive villains. I just think like, man, that's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, you could add this one guy who just like buzzed off this dude that probably could have slaughtered him. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's pretty sweet, I think. So Farmer Maggot gets a bad rap in the movies. A lot of characters get nerfed, like I said, though, you know? Glorin Fendel doesn't even make an appearance. And he's like the elf's biggest badass. Yeah, that's probably why I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Glorin Fendel is on the power level of, like, Gandalf and the Balrog and Sauron as, like, an elf warrior. Like, he's actually beat a Balrog in single combat. That's nuts. You know, but he they use him as like a decoy in the books because he's too well known, and they're like, well, wherever he goes, Sauron's gonna think that's where our main thing's gonna be. So he went way up around as a decoy to draw attention away from where the Fellowship is going. Okay. But yes, yeah, so he's barely in the books, really, and he gets a lot more in like but he supplementary. Has a, he has things. a story. Yeah. There's a lot of like. But we know of him. We know he's a super badass. But he doesn't get to go with the party. That's fair. But I mean, it's not fair, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Frodo and the crew, the four hobbits, they they make it out of the Shire. They make it to uh, Bree, the end of the prancing pony, where they they're to meet up with Gandalf, and instead Aragorn finds them there, or Strider as they know him, and Strider leads him to Rivendell. Right. Do, do we want to talk about anything in that in that section? Well, when 
Strider gets upset with them because they're not very stealth. <laughs> Everyone and knows who they are and what they're doing. <laughs> you draw far too much attention to yourself, Mr. Underhill. Yeah. He, Frodo at least used a different name. Yes, but the others didn't. Pippin, you know, Pippin sort of forgot it. Oh, <laughs> He's my Harry second cousin. <laughs> he's, my, he's my second cousin on his mother's side, you know. It's like, yeah, they are actually family. Oh, yes. my gosh. They're, they're like, yeah, I think there's third cousins, second cousins or third cousins or something like that. Like the whole Mary and Perry are also related. <laughs> if you, it goes way, way back. Yeah, the, it's very loose, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did not realize that until I heard their podcast when they talked about it. That's great. But, I mean, they're like... It'd be like 12th Cousins or oh, something. Yeah. It's ridiculously far. Yeah. That is awesome. But you yeah. guys are telling me so much stuff. <laughs> but I love that scene <laughs> when um, uh, Stryker uh, uh, was talking to the guy saying, you guys aren't stealth. You're, you're, you're drawing way too much attention. I, I, I just like that whole scene. Yeah. Are we, um, gentlemen, we do not stop till nightfall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about breakfast? <laughs> we had one, yes, but what about second breakfast? So what about breakfast? second breakfast? Yeah, so it, was, it was like... Does he know about lunch? Was it elevensies? Luncheon? <laughs> afternoon tea? Dinner? Supper? He knows about them, right? <laughs> I don't think so, Perry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mar- Mary and Perry are, are funny together. They're and, and they're like best friends, and it's clear. Yes. Such awesome comedy with those guys I like it makes me sad when Gandalf yells at them deservedly <laughs> yeah I know they deserve it but I don't well, well, Pippin when he knocks, when he yeah. knocks the rock down yeah or, uh, the whole bucket yeah. down the well yeah. and then the chain and then the, the in all fairness it gave us a sweet battle scene <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Mary and Perry do become heroes towards the end of the movie oh yeah oh I will say the if you do want to go read the books, don't yeah. get excited about the battle scenes. That is like Tolkien's weakest part in writing. Oh, yeah. Is doing well doing in the battles. reading. In the reading, that's less the interesting part for me. Like in the reading, I like to like get information. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm reading, I want to like I want to gain knowledge, like backstory, everything else. Like the battle's not as important to me yeah. as it would be on screen when I'm reading the book. But it's not like reading like a, a Brandon Sanderson or something who's very good at yeah. doing action on a page. A vivid battle. Yeah. He, yeah. He, you know, the, his books read like an action movie. Yeah. And I mean, it's very high-paced sort of thing. I like Whereas I Tolkien's like, does not read like that. Yeah. So just just be aware. Just as much lore as I can gather, really, is, mm-hmm. is mainly what I'm after, usually. And actually, mm-hmm. the on the way to... Rivendell, you know, when um, uh, Arwen shows up mm-hmm. to, and she's the one who rides Frodo into... that, They actually gave that to her because that's what um, Glorfindel does. Oh, okay. Because he's the... They're like, well, if anyone can get through the nine rays patrolling, it's you. So they have him go do it. But because they were cutting him out of the movie because he has a really small part and they wanted to give Arwen something to do... They had her do it. So, well, that's interesting. So she got more screen time that well, there's, way. There's a lot of character character mashing in, you know, mm-hmm. like in from book to TV, book to 
well, to film. Like in Helm's Deep, when the elves show up, mm -hmm. they don't show up. Really? Yeah, in the books, they don't show up. What happens is right after the battle, Aragorn, some of Aragorn's people, the rangers, show up, and it's like 30 of them or something like that. I don't remember the exact mm. But 30 of them show up to help him, and so they fight in the battle for Gondor. And that's good stuff. Like, yeah. But they, but they took that concept and moved it to the Battle of Helm's Deep to get some elves in there. Okay. The last, uh, the last four books I read were Game of Thrones books. <laughs> so while we're talking about this, I'm sifting things out of my head and trying to sift Lord of the Rings in. I guess he, he's like, all right, but, but who's going to be the hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying to turn the page. <laughs> well, I've, I've given you the description of how. If um, R plus L equals J is true for Game of Thrones, yeah, John and Aragorn are like if you describe their characters, yeah, it's very easy to make it sound like it could be the same one. guy, like interchangeable. Yeah, they're both uh, Rangers of the North who end up becoming the leaders there. They're both um, uh, forgotten uh, heirs. To a kingdom. That's an interesting. Were both question, raised like, by people who weren't their parents and didn't know their true name until they were an adult. Like what, the whole thing. What would be their biggest difference left after all that? What uh, works with elves. Aragorn's eighty-seven. That's Jon what's Snow's left. Jon Snow's what? Fifteen? Yeah, sixteen. I think seventeen, maybe. Uh, I, I don't even know if he's seventeen by the end of. Um, he went when he dance. was fifteen, right? To the wall. Four. 14 or 15. I, I, I think it was either right before or right after he turned 15. Well, we won't turn this into okay, game. Okay, yeah, but, but, but yeah, there. But yeah. You can tell that Jon Snow's character, like, the the main story beats for him were heavily drawn from uh, Aragorn. Yeah, and the last difference you could find is their age. <laughs> <laughs> so Jon <laughs> acts like an 87 year old man. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> Well, Air, like, they don't really show up much in the movies, but Aragorn's more like the Captain America of yeah. Middle-earth for the humans. Like, first movie Captain America? Yeah, that that's basically what Aragorn is. That's fair. He, he's faster and stronger than all the other so humans. So he's a really weak guy who gets uh, drugs to make him strong? Yeah, dr <laughs> moral of the story is drugs make you strong. <laughs> cool. Hear that, kids? Do drugs, you heard it here first. EPO. <laughs> no, continue. You were on a good thought there. Oh, uh, yeah, just there's just a lot of fun little tidbits you that are differences between the show and the movie. Yeah. Where the movie's trying to condense the amount of characters they have. Mm -hmm. And so so you get some smaller characters that we see, they kind of take on a few other smaller characters' roles. Okay. And like the like the entire Aragorn and Arwen love story isn't in the Lord of the Rings proper. It's in the, like, appendices afterwards where he t gives a bunch of background information on stuff. Okay. And that's where their whole relationship is detailed. You get almost none of it in the actual Lord of the Rings books. That's crazy. Yeah. That's really cool, though. Yeah, so the movies did that. It took a lot of the back background information that's in the, at the end of the book. Spotlighted it. Yeah, and, and threw it in because it's a visual medium kind that's of thing. That's pretty awesome. I like it. Okay, continue. They just left the inn. I love that I'm learning. They, they left the inn, they travel they, uh, with Aragorn, and they only get one breakfast. Uh, 
they make it to Weathertop, which is where the Ring Race find the hobbits when Aragorn's out hunting or something. Okay. I, I don't remember exactly what he was doing, but I think he was hunting or he was trying to get a message to Rivendell or something like that. Okay. And uh, that's where Frodo gets stabbed. Yes. And I, I did like the pitch movie thing. He's like, oh, so the, the <laughs> hobbits stand in front, like Mary and Perry stand in front of Frodo. He's like, oh, so they're going to get killed. No, they just push them aside. <laughs> and then he stabs Frodo. Oh, so Frodo said, no, they just stab him in the shoulder. Oh, wow, these guys are not threatening at all, are they? <laughs> <laughs> dude, shout out to pitch meeting, dude. Um, I've laughed at every episode. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's great. They don't really do much damage to the hobbits. They're more of like an inconvenience that they just swat to the side to get to their main target, which is Frodo. So would that have been the same in the books? It it plays out basically the same. Okay. Are they are they more powerful in the books? Uh yes and no. Okay. Just the, different? Yeah. Okay. Like you could you could beat them in a fight. And they'll turn to go back into their wraith sort of realm. Okay. But but they're not. They're like, because their rings that they got, they were humans, mm-hmm. so they were living in the mortal realm. But the rings pull them into like the wraith realm. Okay. Know, which is where they would be invisible. Which is why putting the ring on makes you invisible because it puts you in the wraith realm. Okay. Yeah, that's why they can see Frodo when he puts the ring on. Yeah, because they're half in that realm and half in the mortal realm. And every like the more time goes on, the more they get pulled into that realm. Okay. And like Sauron himself is in that realm, but he can make a manifestation of his body in the physical realm. Okay. They can be interacted with in the physical realm still. Like they can wield weapons and they could still, mm-hmm. you know, they could still lose a fight kind of, but it's, it doesn't do anything to them. They're like daedrus. Sure. They just get like summoned in and... Except for they control it. Okay, okay. Like, you you don't summon them, they... Or Sauron controls them, does he not? He orders them around. They, they Do they con- have free will? Not really. Okay. They have free will in the sense that they can think and act independently. Okay. But, but they're completely... Like they will do whatever they're his following baby, a command. Yeah, they're following yeah. his order to the best of whatever their ability is. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, like he can, like they can't disobey him. Okay, but they don't have to. They're not mindless. Okay. Either. So yeah, so they get to stab Frodo with one of their weapons, which, if he dies, it pulls him into their realm. Okay. That, that's what it's oh, doing. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, that's what it's doing. That's why he gets all weird, even though it's his wound to the arm or the shoulder. I and mean, it makes him all like hallucinating. And... Well, it, he can. He just sees both worlds. Okay. So he just sees into that realm a bit while he's like fading. It's like doing DMT or something, like sure. seeing past the realm. Okay, we really have to stop telling these kids to do <laughs> We do. Don't we do, do drugs, yeah. okay? Yeah, that was that was for the sake of science, that yeah. comment. That comment, not for... Yeah, you only do drugs for science. Yeah, don't... Yeah. <laughs> don't, travel. don't do drugs, period. Don't go outside the realm, guys. <laughs> yeah, my mom's here, and she threatened to beat me if I did drugs. No, and I threatened I... to kill you if you smoke cigarettes. You, well, you said drugs in general when I was a teenager. Yeah, yes. You're like, if you do drugs, I'll kill you for not sharing. 
<laughs> could have left the not sharing part out. <laughs> yeah, but that was the funniest part about it. So that's what uh, all goes down at the top of Weathertop. So, oh, well, and Aragorn's able to chase off. He shows up late and chases off the Nazgul, kind of again. He kind of helped him get away from them in Bree when they left there. And so, and then they get Frodo to Rivendell, where the elves are able to heal him, but it's the wound itself will never fully heal. So every year, it bothers him on the anniversary. Oh, okay. And that's why, like, at the very end of the you see him hold yeah. his shoulder. Yeah, it's a wound that'll never heal him in it. And because of that, and him being the ring bearer, that's why he'll end up leaving um, middle or later. Okay. Oh, he just ruined the end for everyone. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, spoilers, Frodo runs away like a scared little schoolgirl. <laughs> yeah, so they make like Samwise is really, really sad. And all the <laughs> other hobbits are mad at him because he forgot to put his one jacket back on during filming. So they had to redo a whole day's worth of crying scenes. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. And they're like, and it's hard to like get into that emotional state to do, film these things where you have to like cry and everything. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, Sam, you got your coat, right? You're wearing that coat. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, so, yeah, the, the, those were hard scenes for them to film. And even Sam ruined it, so they had to go redo it. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, they took like a lunch break or something and he forgot to put his coat back on after that. On brand Sam. <laughs> Alright, so... Sean, we still love you, though. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. He also spells it... S-E-A-N. Yeah. Yeah. Bo- both the Sean's in this are S-E-A-N. Take notes, Sean. Ha. Ha. We're not even going to get into that. It's not part of this. <laughs> the episode about the name Sean. <laughs> the name Sean coming soon. <laughs> to the theater near you. All right. Oh, we're making a movie now. Sweet. <laughs> movie All right. cast. All right. So we go to go to Rivendell. We reunite with Bilbo. They have the the Council of Elrond. Samwise listens in. Well, they're going. We're going, and Merry and Perry show up. <laughs> yeah, I like how Elrond's like. He's fine with it that Sam's snugging, but once the other he's like, what is going on? Why is everybody sneaking in? He's yeah. mad at those two. But this not is a secret met, uh, meeting. Yeah. yeah. Well, you summoned him when he was hanging out with me, so it was kind of obvious. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. And then they form the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Dude, can you name the fellowship? Oh, dude, probably not off the top of my head. I would have her mom do it, but we'll get all kinds of weird names. What? All right, let's go, mom. Name the I fellowship. I think I would understand them. Mary, Perry, Sam, and Frodo. Okay. okay. Gandhi. <laughs> Lego. Um, the short dude. Uh, John Reese Davis is not that short. <laughs> no, he's six foot. But he's just like, uh, what the hell is his name? And you got Border and Border. Border. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, and then him. And him. You got. The, we need. We need the short dude's name <laughs> and whoever him is. Okay, Gant. Oh, I said Gant. I don't know the short dude's name. I can't. Remember. You did. Uh, Marion Pippin, Frodo and Sam, Legolas, Gimli. Gimli. Yeah. yeah. 
Gan Hello. Gandalf Boromir. Boromir. That's eight. There's one more. Yeah. We were just talking about it. A lot. We were? Yeah. Sam? No. <laughs> Who, who are we just talking about off? Uh, We're talking about a lot of things off. He's going to become a king? Oh, yeah, Aragorn. <laughs> I thought I mentioned him. No. He's implied. Hey, He's implied. Aragorn and Strider. Aragorn yeah. is implied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah Ar Aragorn. You skipped Aragorn. He's the most important. He's the funnest. We, we get our classic... Uh, you have my sword, you have my bow, yeah. you, you, you have my axe, and I love the, the the memes they make with all of that. Those are so good. I, I, I think my favorite was uh, the getting a D&D &D group together, and they're like, alright guys, how does March 12th work? And it's like, oh, you have my sword, you have my bow, 12th's no good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, so we build our fellowship, we head out, Frodo Big epic moment. Yep. We go and they do their nice uh, force perspective where they pan up and then pan down and get below the rocks so you can't see it right. Yeah. Um they were I don't I don't know if you know, but I might have told you this. You but, told me many things. But they were originally gonna have to do three different shots for everything. One for the humans and elves, one for the dwarves, and one for the hobbits. You because might have of told all because the, they're all different heights. Okay. But John Reese Davies was so much taller than the hobbits that they they only had to do two. That's he, great. Yeah, he his height over them worked out. That's perfect. That the, yeah, he was just so much taller than them. Like, yeah, that's about what Gimli would be over those guys. Yeah, that works. They only have to do two shots instead of three. So brilliant casting by getting that, yeah. that giant of a man there well, as a dwarf. He's a great actor. To play oh, a dwarf, he's did Yeah, you, he's amazing. Did you hear the story where they were, um, when they, all the actors were first getting together and first meeting, and they all went out to a dinner? Uh-oh. Oh, um, yeah, so the, there's, it's basically the cast. I mean, there might have been, like, a director or somebody else there, too. But they're all sitting around, and... Um, Gimli, uh, John said he's like, I, th I think I'll order for everybody. And they'll go, yeah, yeah, t t no, no, don't worry about it, John, go ahead. And they're like, and he, there were, you know, like 15 of us or something like that. He ordered enough food for like 40 people. He's like, we'll have two roast duck and a roast pheasant and like a full roast boar. And they're like, he's just listing things in there, just like, oh my God. <laughs> And he goes, what do you guys want? <laughs> yeah, so he just orders fit for, like, a king banquet. It does this full thing, and they're like, uh, yeah, there's 15 of us, and he got enough food to feed, like, 50 people. What is going on? That's amazing. I'm learning a lot, and I've seen these movies. <laughs> okay, we, we leave to try and go over the mountain. Saruman uses his uh, magic to cause a weather storm and causes avalanches on the mountain. So Frodo decides that they're going to go through the mountain. Uh, Gimli wanted to go through the mountain, mm -hmm. but like in the books, it's because they haven't heard from the people who went in there into Moria. Yeah. Like Moria was once the greatest kingdom of the dwarves. Okay. So um, 
when Balin goes in, he's trying to reestablish part of that area to refound it with all his people. But they lost contact with him. So, it, like, where Gimlin moves, like, oh, he's going to give us a royal welcome and we'll have a feast and all that. That's not really how he is in the books. It's, I want to know what happened here. And it's the faster road. And, th- and then they get stuck because they need to know the password. Do you remember the password? Uh, he or his friends can enter. Yeah. S- yeah, speak friend and enter. Speak friend and enter. Yeah. Do you know why it's an elven? Because an elven wrote it? <laughs> because uh, that gate led to the elven lands. So they put it in elven because that's how um, their, their elf friends would get to them. Because that's where they would come. So that gate was an elven because of that reason. Because I know a lot of people are like, why is it you know, in elvish when you know, it's the dwarf thing? But that, that's why. Is it's because the gate to the elf land. So they go... Frodo figures it out. Uh, he's a Melon, this elvish word for friend. They go through the mine. Yeah, they go through the mines. <laughs> Pippin throws stuff down a well to make a lot of noise, and they run from goblins. And then they fight, well, fight in quotes the Balrog, where where Gandalf falls. The Fellowship has to go to um, Lothlorien. Without him. And Stryker tells Boromir, 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 to get everyone up and ready to go because we have to get there before nightfall and they're all sad because Gandalf's gone. Yeah, they, they don't have time to mourn. Yeah. And he's going, come on, give him a second. You don't have a second. <laughs> get him up and ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, you're not supposed to be looking up memes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm learning from you guys and looking up Lord of the Rings memes. I feel like I'm helping. <laughs> the couch, an unexpected nap. An unexpected. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a side story. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, when uh, they go to Lothlorien and they talk to Gladriel, yeah. the lady, did you know that that's sort of uh, Aragorn's future mother-in-law? That's Arwen's mother. Huh. Yeah, like, that tracks. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's a full-on elf princess. You know, her, her dad runs Rivendell. Her mom basically runs Lothlorien. So she's, like, the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did we were just saying before I messed it up with Mimri? Uh, we, we made it to Lothlorien. Okay. With the elves, with Galadriel, <laughs> who has one of the rings of power. She has one of the three elf rings. And Gandalf actually has one of the other ones. But uh, we go through, is there anything we want to touch on in Lothlorien? Well, she, um, he, uh, in the in the book, Sam and Frodo, Frodo go to the fountain where they can see. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, it's just uh, Frodo. Yeah. Because they wanted him to get distance, start getting the distance between him and everyone else. Yeah. Because they knew he was going to end up taking off. So that was a big difference in the book. Yeah, uh, Aragorn was actually planning on splitting them into two parties. I think it was going to be him and Gimli going with Frodo and Sam, and then then Boromir, Legolas, and the other two hobbits were going to go to Gondor. Because I believe the what his plan. Okay, you can't break up Gimli and Lego. (laughs) Right together. Yeah. uh, See, he didn't. 
that, that well they hated each other at this point they had the, but that was a great relationship yeah but it thing. but it hadn't developed into the the full-on friendship yet the hate thing was, it was still, still good. Fun. Yeah, it, it was, was funny still, for it was us fun yeah yeah it's it, probably my favorite part of the movies oh yeah those two are great together yeah just don't tell lego through me <laughs> Tell the elf me. <laughs> Don't tell the elf. <laughs> yeah, nobody tosses a dwarf. Gimli's iconic line, when the bridge is falling, he has to jump. Such a good one. And then later he'll ask Aragorn to toss him, because he can't make the jump. And then it squares Aragorn to secrecy. <laughs> yeah, Gimli's, Gimli's a legend. Yeah, but when they look in that pond, mm-hmm. the queen shows up. Or what's her name? Galadriel, yeah. Yeah, Glad shows up. Glad. Glad. <laughs> she shows up. And what she, when they show her what she could have become if she had the ring. Yeah. That was, I like that scene. And she, after that little episode passes, she goes, I passed. Mm-hmm. That was a good scene. Yeah, because there's a real chance she could just take the ring and win the war. But she's so going she to become be very yeah. evil. But that's why Gandalf doesn't want... He won't touch, touch the, the ring, ring. Yeah. and stuff. It's no one else can touch the ring because it, it... Like our politics. Once you get power, you want power. And you keep more and more and you become evil. Yeah, it, it'll corrupt you. And the more power you have, the more dangerous you become with it. Yeah. Like, it amplifies your power. So Frodo, being a little hobbit, doesn't have much power. I and mean, he has no political power. Right. He... He can barely swing a sword. So it really isn't about who Frodo is. It's about the low risk. Uh, Well, it's about who he is, too. It's low risk for him to do it, but he's also shown surprising resilience to it as well. Right, right. At the beginning, towards the end. It it wears him down. It does. Yeah. But it believes... Yeah. You know, the fact him making it all the way was a huge gamble anyway. Right, yeah. Like, even Gandalf knows that... Like, it, we will be absolutely lucky if he can make it all the way to throw the ring in the fire. Yeah. Like, it's a gamble, but... And at the end, he couldn't. Yeah, but Frodo also was surprisingly resilient, Sorry. and he was a low risk, so he was a good choice to carry the ring. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah, so... It's like, someone like Aragorn could have done it because he's got a really strong will. Yeah. So he would have been able to fight it for a while. Like, he might have been able to do it when he got there because he but if it takes over him he's like this legendarily good fighter it's a bad thing and he has a claim to the throne of the largest kingdom yeah he's got so, an army he's got all this yeah stuff, so like. it's it's he's riskier because of who he is yeah even though we know he would resist it really well that makes a lot of sense whereas Gandalf was afraid he didn't think he would resist it very well and he has too much power and uh because I, th- I believe he says that um, I would be tempted to use this ring for good, and it, in doing that would corrupt me. And in the end, that trying to do good, I would try and do, and then it would become like a for the greater good sort of mentality. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now they leave. Yeah, so they leave. They get some nice elf supplies. They get their lembus bread and their elvish cloaks and stuff. And I believe they all got elvish they daggers. As well, I think. Ah, uh, no, because uh, uh, Frodo the, in, in the books, I th- no, I, I think Frodo the, didn't get a dagger. I don't think. 
I think everyone else did, I think, okay. except Frodo. I th because he had the... He has Sting. Yeah, Sting. Yeah, Frodo has Bill Bozold, Sword Sting. Yeah. So, um, but I think the other hobbits all got the little daggers, which were basically yeah, like those. swords for them. Yeah. But I think, I think it was just the hobbits who got the weapons. Yeah. If I remember right. Yeah, because wasn't what I could be wrong, but wasn't Sting considered like a short sword? Well, it, it was like a long dagger. Yeah. Okay. Long right. dagger, short sword. Yeah. Somewhere it, in yeah, that range. It, it was considered a long dagger, but for the hobbits, it was a nice one-handed yeah. sword. Yeah. For that. Emmy. Yeah, and you. You'd have liked the hobbits. They were they were about your height, and they like to eat. Mm -hmm. I'm down. You might even be tall by hobbit standards, all right? Because I think they were on the low four foot range. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> then this is where we find out that the Uruks are tracking the party because they're kind of near uh, Saruman, and he's bred orcs with men or orcs with goblins or something like that mm -hmm. to, to create the uruk high that can travel during sunlight. Is it Golem also following them but they Golem, don't yes. really know yet? Uh, Some no, of them know but... Frodo and Aragorn are aware yeah. that, that Golem is tracking them. Yeah. Um, I don't I think they're the only two who know. and Gandalf knew as well because he followed them through the mines. Yeah. But did I get the name right? You did call him. What do you know? What his actual name? No. Was? You don't remember that? No. Smeagol. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, Golem's sort of behind, following, and the Oryx are coming up, kind of from the side and following him. Yeah. Uh, where? And this is where Border gets. He wants the power. He wants the ring, and he tries to take it from Frodo. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. He's kind of been a little dislikable up through the whole movie. Like, he's had his moments. Like, he helped train Merry and Pippin how to fight and everything. And when Gandalf went down, he helped. He yeah. was comforting to him, but he still wanted. He didn't think that Frodo should carry the ring because he's too weak and too small. And he thought he could carry it, and it would, he's strong. He wouldn't yeah. be tempted. Yeah. He was wrong. Yeah. Because even traveling with Frodo. His proximity to it, he was tempted. Yeah. But it's, again, like what we said with Gandalf is, his initial thing was his desire to do good. He he wasn't a bad person. Right. He, he, wanted to, he wanted to protect his people. He wanted to protect the world from Sauron by using the best weapon they had to right. defeat the greatest enemy they've had. Right. You know, there's, there's that whole thing. So Frodo, Frodo runs escapes from him, realizes he has to take off on his own. Me, I like... And then Border renews him, or redeems. redeems himself and goes and fights and protects the other two elves, or hobbits. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. So he does redeem himself. He dies a hero. Yep. So... And I like, um... I do like how this whole thing plays out in the movies really yes. well. It's one. It's like my favorite part of the all movie. three movies. Yes. Yeah. It's done really well. That where he runs yeah. into Aragorn and he's like, like, would you, you? Well, no. When Frodo runs into Aragorn, he's like, would you? He's like, what would you do? Would you do the right thing or whatever, or would would you destroy it, or would you use it kind of thing? And the, like he has that moment, and then Aragorn does his 
Well, fuck it, I'll fight all of them by myself. Yep. Like that that walk, I love that walk where he just walks into it like, fuck yeah. it, I'm going to buy it, I am going to buy him time. Yeah. As much time as I can. Yeah. And then he goes, but uh, the scene I was talking about is when he goes to Porter yeah. and is talking to him. Yeah, that was a well done, like that whole yep. section. Yeah. But yeah, and he goes, I would, I would follow you anywhere, I would mm-hmm. die for you. Yeah. Yeah, I do like Mary and Pippin realizing that Frodo has to do this alone. So they're like, well, well, they're looking for hobbits. Let's go be hobbits. Yeah. And be... Yeah. Hey, over here, over here. <laughs> it's working. I know it's working. Now run. <laughs> 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 the, the humor was really well done in these movies. Yes. And then they get caught. Yep. And, and Bor- yeah, Boromir tries to defend him, has a great last stand. He did. He did really well, but uh, I don't remember the guy's name who kept shooting him with the arrow. Uh, he shot him like 300 times yeah. before he went down. And he kept getting up and swinging, trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. So. Do you know um, when he fights Aragorn right after that? Yeah. Do you know where he pulls the knife out yeah. and throws it at him? Yeah, from... And he deflects yes. it? Uh-huh. That was real. Yeah. Like, that was not... Choreographs to anything. He threw a knife at him. He threw. It wasn't a. a it was a blunted knife. Right. But it was a full knife. But yeah, the thing was, he was just trying to throw it over him, and they were going to CG the knife going past him, That's like him moving out of the way. But he accidentally threw it directly at him. So when he like deflects it, like that was a real thing. That wasn't planned or anything. It was oh, there's a knife, and he hits it out of the way. That is so like he he actually deflected the knife out of midair. Yeah. Like there was nothing fake about that. That is awesome. Except for the fact that the knife was blunted, so it might have hurt him really bad, but it probably wouldn't have killed him. I'm glad I'm learning all this stuff. So so yeah, that that was really, that's a really funny moment for that. And then they fight, and Aragorn kills him, like chops dude's head off, and then he goes to his brother in arms and, and gives him a, fair, a nice send off yeah. and, and comforts him in his dying moments yeah. I really like that I really like we've we talked about it before how like Aragorn's a good role model for like a positive role model for young boys and men and everything yeah he doesn't yeah. do drugs yeah he does not do drugs <laughs> yeah look at, look at that dude 87 look at him go yes but yeah I, I just really like cause he's not afraid of you know, he has a tender moment with the guy. Yes. And it's like, yeah, he also just went and had, you know, a badass sword fight where he chops some dude's head off. So he, he encompasses the full range. But uh, Frodo leaves. Sam Sam understands that he's going alone. That's why he's coming with him. Yeah. Sam, you can't swim. Oh, God. What is up with people who can't swim? We're from California, so we don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't track. I was like three, and my mom's like, all right, sink or swim, you're in the deep end, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get a sandwich. But I didn't leave. I just <laughs> stood and watched you. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he's not dead. <laughs> he's moving. He's okay. <laughs> he's still flailing about down there. Did you drown? No? Good job. You figured it out. You can swim. You can swim. Get, you get a gold medal. Uh, Cold star okay. next to your name. Okay, that's not anything about the movie. That is about the movie. Sam can't swim, and it's Sam, a problem. Sam never got a gold. Oh, medal. so I should have been Sam's mom is thrown in a pond. So he he probably would have died. You better hope Frodo was nearby to save him. 
But, uh, so that, that is when the Fellowship officially breaks. And Sam and Frodo head to Mordor. Merry and Pippin get abducted. And Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are on the hunt for them. Do, do we want to talk anything we want to bring up about the end of Fellowship before we move in? No, you guys are doing fantastic. Oh, that's good. All right. uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm learning things right You're now. You're learning things? I'm ready to read the book. <sighs> They're good books. Yeah, I'm ready to read the books, dude. CJ might have a set for you. Yeah. Dude, I, dude, I have like three or four <laughs> Several, sets. Several, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I could loan you two and still have enough for myself. <laughs> now, all of them have The Hobbit, and I think one of them's missing like Return of the King or something. Well, maybe <laughs> I'll kick it in the butt on Dance with Dragons, and I'll switch over my brain to... To Tolkien. To hobbits. Yeah. Okay. Since movie I've been waiting two. for wins for a long time. Yeah. All right. Movie two, we, we have... Uh, this is my favorite movie. Is it? Of the three. I really like the extended version of it. I think the extended version of all of them, I think Two Towers is the strongest movie. Yeah. Out of that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Weirdly, adding the extra hour helped with pacing. <laughs> right? I, I don't get it, but it worked. It just works. It's science. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ar- Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas, uh, they track the orcs, and they find them, sort of. And they find right. them after Aelmer e- yeah, and his Rohirrim group slaughters them in the night. Which means that they're like, uh, we gotta find the two little ones. They would have looked like baby orcs to you guys, but they they don't really see them, so... But Aragorn starts looking around and he sees the footprints and he goes, they ran here, here's uh, one of the cl- uh, brooches, yep. he finds one of the brooches. Mm-hmm. And he finds it, um, well I guess because everyone mentions this when they talk about that scene. Do you know when he kicks the helmet, when yeah. he gets frustrated right yeah. before, he broke his toe. Yeah. Kicking the helmet. Yeah. And it's like, it's the most like, oh, did you know? Sort of moment about the Lord is that, yeah, is that he broke his toe for that moment and stayed yeah. in character. Yeah. But, but yeah, so he, he does his, I'm a, I'm a ranger, I'm going to track people. Yeah. And he finds, they go into Fangorn Forest. Yep. So they, so he, he follows, he leads the others into Fangorn to find the hobbits. And Fangorn is supposed to be the cursed forest. People don't go in there. Because the trees are angry and they kill people. They didn't kill Mary and Perry. They protected them. Yeah, they were homies. But they, Well, they were on the verge of killing them. Like, I don't know what a hobbit is. Sounds like orc mischief. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Why shouldn't I kill you? Yes. Yeah, he, he gave them a chance to defend themselves before he get, killed them. Yeah. Almost like a trial. Almost. Except for but he, it worked. he was sort of judge, jury, and executioner of that trial. Isn't that how it is normally? Eh, yeah, in these sorts of... It, someone's always, you know, judge, jury, and executioner. But so, so Mary and Pippin are safe, finally. Yeah. For the first time since this journey started, they're actually safe. Yep. And, and they get to hang out with Treebeard, the Ent. And, and He's a cool guy. I like Treebeard talks very very quickly yes um and then this is where he takes them to where they have that 
pool of water where they they drink magic water to this and they grow so they are actually getting taller yes Aragorn Gimli and Legolas meet up with who they think is going to be Saruman and it turns out Gandalf was sent back yes uh, yes that name sounds familiar Gandalf Gandalf the Grey now it's Gandalf the Blind yeah yeah he uh I guess not really know it's like Gandalf is kind of like an angel in the mythology of this like the wizards are basically angels which is why he's sent glowing yeah it's why he's sent back is what he said and it's why for oh what is it like for 500 lives of men I've walked this earth or something like that I don't well he's, how long was that battle with him and the creature when he fell the Balrog Balrog I don't remember Oh, it well, was a long time. It was yeah. like 700 years or something. Yeah, it, it it was ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like, only a day went by. How the hell did you get 700 years? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because Gandalf dies and loses the... Well, he won the fight, but it, it cost him his life as well. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently that's twice now that someone killed the Balrog in single combat and died in the thing and was brought back. Because Glorin Findel died during his Balrog slaying. And he was brought back too. But so, so we get Gandalf back, which I think was the right choice by Tolkien. I know a lot of people criticize, oh, he just brought people back. Like, there's no, not a lot of people die and everything. Order never came back, okay? Yeah, Boromir yeah. stayed dead. Denethor stays dead. Yeah. Uh, Theoden and his son stay dead. You know, so. People die. Some people die. <laughs> if, if you're one of the, the main, main cast, you don't really die. But outside of that, you're fine. <laughs> you can die. <laughs> so with... Like the blue jersey on Star Trek. If you go down with uh, Kirk and all those guys, you die. <laughs> Isn't it a red shirt? Okay, red shirt. Yeah. Yeah, don't wear a red shirt. You, you have a low life expectancy. That's how we know your life's in danger. You have a red shirt. I'm going to die. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, Gandalf leads them to Edoras, which is the capital of Rohan. While Merry and Pippin are just hanging out with Treebeard, and they're gonna they're gonna try and convince him to help, and he's not gonna do it. But he does set up a meeting, and they talk about should yeah. they go help the yeah he he gets all Earth. he gets a bunch of other ants together, and that takes time because those guys don't move that. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're like four feet tall, come on. You wouldn't walk that fast either. Yeah, probably not. Unless you had really long legs. And you might not walk fast, but you'd take good Giant yeah. strides, yeah. Great distance in one step. Wouldn't want to stub your roots. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, Mary and Pippin are kind of out of the action for a while, just trying to convince the trees to help them fight. And it doesn't go well at first. Battle of Wits, Trees and Hobbits. <laughs> well, the trees won. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. If they're going against Perry, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Peregrine took our mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so the, yeah, they'll go to the capital of Rohan, Edoras, to meet with Theoden, who's the king. And he's sort of being brainwashed, poisoned kind of thing yeah. by Saruman through 
scream a worm tongue? Because Tolkien did like he's like, alright, I'm tired of name Worm Tongue. He's a bad guy. We'll we'll just throw that out there. Worm tongue. See so I could remember. <laughs> did you remember Worm Tongue or just Gream or Grima Worm Tongue or just Worm Tongue? Worm Tongue. Okay. Gandalf's able to break the spell over him. And they inform him of what's going on, how orcs are raiding his the edges of the they're actually attacking the west fold this is where the west fold has fallen comes from for all those movie lovers of that you know th this is where the west fold is falling and not all of it but a chunk of it and theoden doesn't want to ride out against them because he thinks there's too many and with aomar gone he's kind of gone rogue because grima banished him so he just took his soldiers and he's just sort of doing his own thing He's patrolling borders, killing orcs as he sees them. So he's missing... Theoden's missing a sizable chunk of his military. And his son was just killed, so he's not happy. So instead of going out to fight, he's going to retreat everyone to Helm's Deep, which is where they feel safe. The, the castle of the Hornburg there has never fallen to an enemy. So it's like, we could stay there and we'll be safe, and the enemy won't be able to kill us because we're, we're always safe when we get there. Right. Even, even though it's kind of... They don't really have the men to man it the way they should because they have, like, a token army. And uh, because we have to create drama in movies, we have to kill Aragorn on the way. Yeah. The fake kill Aragorn on the way. And his horse comes back to get him. Yep. Good horse. Yep. Brago. Yeah. And Brago was the name of his actual horse in the books like that that here whereas they just used it as the name of the horse he gets in row on and Vigo kept that horse right mm -hmm. yeah. he did and yeah and he uh there, there's a story in that right yeah we've talked about that off yeah off of yeah but he uh so the row here I'm make it to uh Helm's Deep safely. They get there. Um, Aragorn shows back up to tell him how bad things are. And he tells him like 10,000 orcs are marching on you. And not just regular orcs, but Uruk High, the elite sort of group of them. Yeah. Um, in the movies, the elves show up to, to help them. But in the books, it's just them. And, and they have their nice battle of Helm's Deep, which goes about as well as one could hope. Right. Like, like, the rain really helps them. Like, the fact that it rains, not just for cinematic, you know... Yeah. To, you know, to make it nice and Drama. cinematic. Yeah, <laughs> to add to the cinematic viewing of it. But it also it really helps the defenders, because they're on firmer ground. They're not trying to climb the side of a wall kind of thing. Right. You know, they're not marching out in the mud. They're on, like, solid rock. Yeah. So that... So the rain really does help them strategically as well. So that's nice. So uh, anything we want to talk about at Helm's Deep or with the Rohirrim? No. Do you, do you have anything you want to know? Any questions you got about all this? Um, no, I'm just absorbing right now. Just, uh, just the extra information you have. Yeah. Um, I actually really like all the things that are being said. Right <laughs> I think this is good. <laughs> so we, we go... In, Okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of people I know, obviously, that are into Lord of the Rings and you're 
telling me things that they probably don't know. Uh, well, I hope someone gets something out of this, there's even a, if it's me and my mom hate each other. There's a whole, there's a <laughs> yeah. whole set of people that that have seen these movies that haven't even touched a book in, yeah. their, in their lives, probably. <laughs> yeah, the books are worth the read. Um, the thing about it is Tolkien is a very descriptive writer of landscapes and places, mm-hmm. so that kind of drags on a little. So just be aware of that. Right. That he, yeah, he, he goes into a lot of depth on what you're looking at, which means when we get art for it, when they do like the visual aspects of the movie, it looks amazing because it's like everyone's like, this is how I pictured it. It's because, so... because he's very descriptive yep. in how all these things look. So when we actually get the visual medium, it looks great. And, th- and that's a lot of the reason a lot of the art is so fantastic is because the visual language inspired artists really well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we have our battle at Helm's Deep, which, which takes up a good chunk of a movie. And then you go to Sam and Frodo. Yes. And where they, they're followed by Gollum, and they end up confronting and capturing, capturing him mm-hmm. using the um, elven rope that they got, and that's why it burns him, is because it's elven. Um, yeah, Gollum, Gollum had it rough. He was imprisoned by elves for a while. And Gollum had a hard life. But, I feel for him. Yeah. yeah. Hundreds of years old, and most of those hundreds were miserable. Yeah. But, so that they end up capturing Gollum and convince Gollum to get him through where they're at and then through the dead marshes, which is... Um, the opening battle in the very beginning of the fellowship where you see him fight Sauron that's where this like all these where it all took place yeah okay like I don't think it's the only fight that's happened in that area but it's like the last big fight that happened right I think there was other skirmishes around there before that but then they had this big battle there and that's everything the land got destroyed and everything from thousands of people and armies marching all over it right so so that's where that that is that's why there's all the bodies at the bottom of the bog and stuff like that they're just soldiers from the war and so Gollum leads Frodo and Sam through that and um, once they get through that they're captured by Faramir yes. and his ranger squad and Faramir wants to take the ring in the movies because we're building up the ring as this big evil entity and you can't withstand it. Though in the books, he, he just lets them go. He gives them supplies and lets them go. There's not the okay. the drama. He's like, and he says something, it's something like, I wouldn't pick up, he's like, I wouldn't pick up the ring if I saw it lying on the side of the road, knowing now what that it's evil and that it caused the death of my brother. Okay. You know. Like but said, that's why he started trusting Sam and Fro because they did mention Border yeah. to him, and that's when he realized they were with him at his yeah. death. It comes out earlier in the meeting yeah. with him yeah. when he first captures them yes. in the books. But w- w- it's really hard to build up the ring as this big evil entity and then have Faramir have that line of, oh, I wouldn't even pick it up if it's on the side of the road. So it's like right. they have to cut that sort of stuff out. Which is why they made him initially be like, oh, this is how I'm going to get back in my dad's good graces right here. Yeah. I'm going to bring him the ring of power. But it, it was more to 
create drama and to build up the menace of the ring at the cost of Faramir's character. Uh, yeah, not my favorite thing that they do in these things. But. Yeah. But it's the, they're trying to do movie and they need the tension because they have to get everything into a, a much smaller frame. Because books, yeah, yeah, I it could take a week to read a book or something. Accepting that things have to be different from book to screen mm-hmm. is a big part of enjoying movies and stuff because... Yeah. If you can't take it, it's just, man, there's so much in some of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, people argue about it constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is one of those, we had. they felt they had to do it this way in the movie as opposed to the books. Yeah. Because it's a movie. That makes sense. So, so that's why we get Faramir resisting letting Frodo go initially. Until they have the big argument where he sees the fight and he sees... Sam and Frodo, like Sam have to struggle and pull Frodo away from the enemy kind of thing. So they get that, so so Faramir, ah, they end up letting Frodo go and Gollum will lead Frodo to um, uh, Mordor, to the, to the black gates of Mordor, but stops them from going in, because he tells them about uh, it's like Sirith Ungol, is like the windy staircase it's like this tower old tower where the giant spider is right yeah so he tells them about that and they're gonna go do that and that's and it's a trick uh golem is trying to trick him to have the spider capture him so he could get the ring yeah 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 because he's like oh the spider will will kill them and feed on them and it'll leave their bodies behind so i'll just take the ring off their dead body yes kind of thing Whereas if they go into Mordor and they're taken by orcs, he's never going to get the ring again. He right. doesn't have a chance of getting the ring in that situation. Right. right. So he leads him that way so he can mm-hmm. try and trick him to get the ring. Do, do you remember the spider's name? No. Do you? Anything? I swear it's like right in my head. And I Peter can't. Parker? Yes. It is Peter it's, Parker. It's actually Venom. <laughs> uh, Shelob. Yeah. Okay. No, I did know that somewhere in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're asking me about a name. I know. I, I was wondering what weird name you had for her. Well, I don't remember the name, so I didn't come up with one. Okay. It wasn't yeah. a long enough character for me to give a name to it. So, so that's going to be Frodo and Sam's journey. It's them sneaking around, hiding, getting in trouble, kind of lucking their way through it a little. Yeah. Okay kind of relying on other people being decent when they're caught by them. Relying on orcs being dumb. Which helped. Yeah, we're <laughs> stuck with orcs. So, you know, th- that's going to be their journey throughout Two Towers and into the Return of the King. Also, one thing about the uh, Frodo's sword is it glows blue when there's orcs around. Yes. Goblins too, right? Yes, yeah. orcs are goblins. Yeah, I so that's how they know when there's some around. Yep. Yeah. Which is sweet. Yeah, it's. I love that. And it's not all elf swords that do that. It, right. It's only certain ones made by like the really because it, it it's a really great blacksmith. They imbue part of themselves into what they're making. Right. And the elven hatred for orcs got imbued to some weapons, which is why they glow blue. Which is why Gandalf's glows blue. And Thorin's in the Hobbit movie, his glows blue. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, because Thorin and Gandalf got 
the two swords when they found them. I knew Gandalf did. I did not realize Thorne was good. Yep, yep, Thorne took the other one, and uh, Bilbo took the knife. Because they're like, oh, this is about a sword for you, and it's just a kind of a, a knife for other people, so that's why Bilbo got Sting. Yeah. No, that's perfect. But, yeah, it's not all elf weapons that do it, because that would be funny if orcs are like, oh, yeah, elf weapons, they just glow blue. Because as far as they're concerned, uh, it's always glowing blue. But it's more of the important weapons right. glow blue, not yeah. all of them. Right. So that's why Sting glows blue when orcs are nearby or goblins are nearby. And What are the names of the other two weapons? Uh, beater and Biter. Beater what and the, Biter? That's what the goblins call them. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't remember their actual name. Okay. But yeah, the goblin. I think it's Beater, and one of them's for sure Biter, and I think the other one was Beater. Okay, that's, that's one cool. Thing he doesn't know. I found one. I found one. Uh, yeah, I'm I, doing the real work here. I, I don't remember what. Um, I think Gandalf's was like Galandrum or something weird. In the, Elven, it was yeah, they're 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 weird names like that. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't remember what. Bilbo's was actually called until he names it Sting. Right. Because it, dude tells him what its real name was. Uh, the elf guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Because they go to when when they after they find it, they make it to Rivendell. Yeah. And Elrond tells the Elrond, dwarves right. what the names I, of all the weapons. Yeah. Yeah. A- Agent Smith. Agent Smith. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what that, that that's what, and I don't even like. I'm not big on the Matrix movies either, but, but that's what clicks into my head. Red Skull. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's that's with the swords and stuff. Without. Was there was there anything about the Battle of Helm's Deep that you wanted to touch on? I think you covered it pretty good, actually. Yeah. Uh, we win. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Gandalf shows up with reinforcements. White horse, the fastest in the land. Do, oh. No, I do not know the Shadow Facts. Shadow Facts? Yeah, it's fact. Okay. I thought, I for the longest time, I thought it was Shadow Fox. Okay. But no, it's Facts. Okay. It's, Shadow it's, it's AX, not OX. I like it. It's a cool horse name. Yeah, so Shadow Facts was his horse. So he returns with Aomer, and they, you know, attack the orcs from behind. Well, Aragorn and Theoden ride out with the riders they have and attack from the front. Awesome. They're like, because it's it's daylight. This is when the orcs are going to be their weakest. They've spent a whole night trying to siege us. This would probably be our best chance for an offensive. Right. So that's when they laid it in. It just, you know, they're able to stand, jump, and then the orcs retreat into Fangorn Forest. And all of those trees kill, kill the orcs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every retreating orc get, just gets destroyed by trees. Because that forest, it, it's angry. It's, it's an a, angry forest. Yeah, it's angry and it doesn't like them. And that'll lead them all marching to Isengard to confront Saruman. Because uh, his symbol is the white hand. Mm-hmm. And that was on all the orcs and everything. And the, the evil men that fought with them. Yeah. The men from the mountains. I remember the the white paint or whatever it is. Yeah, the painted white hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the white hand is Saruman's symbol. Okay. Because he's the white wizard. 
even though Gandalf's now the White Wizard. Right. And that's kind of like their ranking stuff, the wizards. Yeah, because there's blue and brown and... Gray and white. Gray and white. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we, we go there and we get to see the death of Saruman, which uh, Christopher Lee, the actor, he, he was... Because he, he the biggest Tolkien fan ever, so yeah. he knew all the things about how to do it. So he wanted to make sure that he got his proper death even though it didn't make it in the theatrical cut. Yeah. But, in, yeah, in the extended, you get to see his death in that, the stabbed in the back by Wormtom. R.I.P. Christopher Lee. And that's when we find uh, the Palantir that Pippin picks up and gives to Gandalf. Because Gandalf recognizes what it is. And they're basically orbs that can communicate with any other um, Palantir. Mm-hmm. But they most of them are lost and they don't know where they are and in the story we know of three I believe I mean we know Saruman's got one we know Denethor and Gondor has one and we know Saru, uh, Sauron has one okay and so that's why again it's like don't look because Sauron's there so he could like that's how he got um, uh, Elm, I was going to say Elrond but that's not the right guy Saruman to that's how he got Saruman to turn to his side. Was, oh, okay. Was through the planter. That's how. Um, that's why Denethor is so far gone. Right. Is he? His will is strong enough that he can't be taken over and corrupted by Sauron. So Sauron just sort of manipulates what he sees and he shows him like this is my vast army. This is a war you cannot win. Yeah. Kind of thing. Just show. Just drives him to despair. Right. Since he can't quite break him because Denethor is a strong-willed person. And it's over distance. Yeah. So there's that. But this is pretty much the end of the two towers then. Yeah. I think... I think that's everything. Yeah, everything of uh, significance for this breakdown. Which will take us into uh, the Return of the King where... Frodo and Sam have their fight, well, against Shelob, the giant spider. Yeah. Um, in the movie, Sam, uh, we, had, we had to create sort of drama and stuff with them. So they have the Sam fight with Frodo thing happen. Right. Because we need tension. Right. You know, and stuff like that. So, so they have their thing where Sam gets sent away. And he starts to go home. And then he finds out what Golem did to trick Frodo. And so he goes back to save him. Because he realizes Golem's going to betray him. Right. Whereas Golem takes him in and the fire. So in the end, Frodo gets stabbed by Shelob's stinger. Yeah. Which is um, like a paralyzing poison. So it could feed on him because it's kind of a spider. That's right, because spiders do that. <laughs> and Sam ends up taking up Frodo's sword and stabs... When Shelob goes to stab him, he just puts Sting there so it uses the force of her to stab because he can't actually pierce her uh, skin. Oh, okay. He doesn't have enough strength to stab through like her outer carapace. Right. But her doing... Using her power to do it, it breaks through the skin and Sting 
stabs her and wounds her and she runs really away. I think about that. Think about it that way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it ha- that was the only way Sam would have been able to do it. But Sam thinks Frodo is dead because he's paralyzed in that. He can't move. He's wrapped in cocoon. Yeah. So he takes the ring and, and goes to leave. And uh, the orcs find Frodo. And Sam sort of. He's hiding from them at this point when the orcs come. And then he hears them say, oh, he's not dead. He, he was, she was going to feed on him, so he's not dead. He's just, he's just paralyzed for a few hours. So they take him up to the tower, and Sam goes to follow. And he has his moment where they think he's the, you know, coming up the staircase, they see a shadow, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, this is some giant great warrior. Who else could have gotten here to battle this and wound Shelob and come to get his friend? And then it's like, oh, nope, it's just Sam. <laughs> Imagine their surprise. <laughs> he ain't a big elf warrior. Yeah, because I think they thought it was a big elf warrior. And it's just Sam. So it's just, just Sam. So He's Sam, a hero. Yeah. Sam, <laughs> More ways than one. Sam is able to kill the, the few... I believe they get into a fight. I, I believe he tricks them into getting into a fight over like right. food or something. Mm-hmm. So they're fighting each other. And so it's e- easier for him to do cleanup yep. while they're all killing each other and to get Frodo. When Frodo's upset because he thinks the ring's gone. Yeah. Where Sam's like, nope, here's the ring. You're good. And, and they continue on dressed as orcs through Mordor. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing, in the books, the way, because the books are structured once the fellowship splits, mm-hmm. they'll do the first half is just like all the Rohan stuff. Okay. The, the second half is like all the Frodo stuff. Okay, so well, it's not like. Yeah. Here's a chapter. Here's a chapter. Here's a chapter. Yeah, they, but because yeah. of movie, you can't really do that. Right. In movie, yeah. you have to show exactly. go back and forth. Uh, actually, well, the Frodo and Stam stuff happens first, and you see up to the point where Frodo, they Sam sees Frodo get stabbed, and he wounds the spider, and he takes the ring. So, in our mind, the last thing we see, we think Frodo's dead. Yeah. Sam's taken the ring. And then it does um, the whole Rohan stuff. Yeah. And then for the Return of King, for the third book, it starts with all the, the fight for Gondor and everything, mm-hmm. up to the point where they march up to the Black Gate. Yeah. And then the person there at the Black Gate throws out Frodo's armor and everything. Yeah. And, it, and they're like, oh yeah, Frodo's dead, we have it. And as the reader, as far as we know, we think Frodo shit, is dead. Frodo's dead, yeah. And you're like, but we, they, there's still Sam. Yeah. So, and then when you go to read that, then it's like, oh no, Frodo's still alive. Yep. So, no, yeah, it works out. It works out really well for reading. Yeah, that, that way. Yeah. But that's the way it's broken down in the books. It's really nice. Yeah. That we get this long stretch of not seeing Frodo and Sam, and thinking Frodo's probably dead. Yep. And then we and it's basically confirmed at the end of the last thing where like here's his armor and everything. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, that's yeah, they Frodo didn't make it. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because we have to we have to light the beacons and, and, and go fight with you know have Rohan show up to help Gondor. We have to have Aragorn through go through. Um, 
Uh, let it be known that Rohan answered the call. Let, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of, even though Gondor wasn't there when the Westfold fell. Yeah. To be fair, they were never asked to be there. Right. And they did. They really did not. They were stretched thin as it was. They couldn't be there. But you the know. beacons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure the way it happens in the movie with Pippin and Gandalf right. getting them lit. I'm pretty sure it's something like that in the books. Okay. Because I I think Denethor doesn't want to call the beacons. Yeah. Because um, he he's just. We, there's no way to win the fight. It's pointless. Yeah. It's pointless to call for when help. he's been like worn down, mm-hmm. like from fighting it off, you know, for years. For years. Yeah. He, he, Which is why he's all decrepit. Well, in the in the book, he's wearing his full armor okay. at all times. Yeah. Like sitting on the throne and everything, he is wearing his full armor. Because that moment could come. Yeah, because he's ready for the fight at any moment. He yeah. knows the moment can happen at any time. So he wears his armor full time. Yeah. Which is uncomfortable and heavy. Terrible. It's, it sucks. It's gotta be hard to pee. <laughs> <laughs> you need three guys to help you out of it just so you can pee and stuff. So, a wedding dress. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. A that Comic-Con sounds, costume. Yeah, a Comic-Con cosplay. Yeah, so... Anything other than regular clothes. <laughs> yeah, so they get the beacons lit. Rohan comes. Aragorn goes through the path through the mountains to to summon the dead. They they promised to fight for a Sildor back in the Great War, and they didn't. And they ran into the mountains, and a Sildor cursed them, and so in death they didn't get rest. Right. So so their spirits haunting the mountains. So that's why no one goes in those mountains because they're haunted. But Aragorn, being Isildur's heir can break their curse because he because they could fight for Isildur's heir and that would consider and he can consider their debt paid okay and I really like the way that played out in the theatrical release not the extended cut Mm -hmm. because in the theatrical release you see him meet them and he has his speech he's like what say you what say you and it cuts and you don't see the answer right right okay and you don't get the answer until the Corsairs pull up and all of a sudden, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli jump off. And then all the ghosts come off the corsairs. Yes. Yeah. That's when you, like, seeing that as being, that's when we find out the answer. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot better than seeing them say, oh, yes, we'll fight. And then you go see them go take over the corsairs. Right, ships. it gives the suspense. Like, that, that was cut for a good reason. Yeah. It, it makes for a better cinematic moment. Because you're like, oh, the corsairs, we know that that's the enemies. We know that they... They got the pirates on their side. And the Haradrim from the east and everything like that. But, so so I like that better in the theatrical version. And see, that my problem is I've seen both, but I think I've got like three, four, I've got four watch-throughs, complete watch-throughs, and it's mixed. So I can't differ- differentiate from... Theatrical yeah. and extended release as well. Oh, sometimes I'll do that. Like, I'll be watching the theatrical and think it's not. I was like, what? Is, it, is this not in the theatrical? Oh, it's yeah. just in the extended. Yeah. You know, th- there's. Because I've seen them both uh, way too many times. Really couldn't tell. Alright, any, anything we need to talk about going into the battle? No. You, you, got, you got any fun tidbits? 
The only thing I like is when Gandalf walks into the thing and they're they're going to take his staff, and he oh, goes, "You that, can't leave an old man his staff." That was in Rohan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but I forgot to mention it. Yeah, his walking stick. His walking stick. Leave an old man his walking stick. I thought I told you to take all their weapons. Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. In the books, for that Aragorn won't. Uh, he won't give up his sword. He's like, no, I will not give the sword to any other man. This is, and he tells them what the sword is, and they're like, oh my god. He's like, I will lay my sword here against the wall, but no one is to touch it. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, that's that's the blade that yeah we can't touch with. Yeah. Blade. That's like a legendary sword. And then Gimli's like, well, if it's going to share the company of that sword, my axe is happy to lean against the wall. Gimli's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. But all right, so we go. Um, Mordor unloads. I know we're skipping the stuff with Faramir where he loses Osgiliath. And yeah. Then, and then Denethor's like, oh, if I had a true captain, he would go, you know, capture Osgiliath. It's a strategic location. We shouldn't abandon it so easily. He, he just hates his son because he's a shitty father. Right. And, and he's at the point of, like, despair. So it, he's making even worse choices than normal. Yeah. He's being more of a dick than he normally would. He's not thinking clearly. Clearly. No. Yeah. <laughs> his crappy fatherhood is enhanced by his situation. Yeah. And it's just worse. So um, that we get uh, Faramir gets injured, and, that, and that's not good for him. But the orcs, like Mordor unloads... They get the Haradrim from the east, and it's from the east because Tolkien fought in World War One mm-hmm. for the British. So he, you know, fought in the trenches. He lost a lot of uh, brothers on the line. Yeah, like, I think all the friends that he went to war with died. Yeah, I, I think all the people he knew going into the war with, I think they all died in the war. Yeah, but he was very much a west versus east. Yeah, like he he lived that. Which is why in this we have a West. It showed in his work. Yeah, the, yeah. It's it's why the people from the East are bad and evil and everything. So that's a very prominent. Cause, yeah, because that's just sort of his experience from fighting against the Germans and stuff in yeah. the war, in World War One, in the Great War. Like that's a good had, tidbit. I like that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that stems from his experience in World War One. That's awesome. So that's why the Haradrim from the East. So they come and they have their elephants. Yes. Because ele- elephant is just no. We ha- we have to go bigger than elephant. It's an elephant. It's even bigger. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's got like four tusks. <laughs> it's got all kinds of tusks. Totally different beasts. Yeah, yeah. But we go into the war, and the Gondor will not win that fight without the Rohirrim charging from the. Where are they? I think they're kind of like northwest is where their region is mm-hmm. from Gondor, where they come in. And then Aragorn bringing the dead ghosts from the from the sea. Right. Instead of, yeah, they, they stopped the pirates from coming and they came instead. So without that, Gondor was going to get taken over. And, and we get the leader of the Nazgul, the witch king of Ong... It's like Ongnor or something like that. The exact. I think it's the Witch King of Ongnor. 
He has that sound big... right to you. She is. <laughs> she's like, yeah, sure. She's like, it's, it's a, a name. She's like, it's a name. It's a name, <laughs> <laughs> it's a name uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, half the stuff he's saying, I'm like, yeah, I don't remember that. He's like, he's definitely <laughs> making this up. <laughs> but you get um, Aowen's and Aowen and Mary's big moment with the Nazgul. Yeah. Because he, he breaks her arm with the mace, but um, Mary stabs him in the back of the leg Yeah. to buy her time. And it messes his arm up for attacking him. Yeah. And then she stabs him in the face and it messes her up as well. And they, they have to have Aragorn care at the end to survive. And that's part of Aragorn's little prophecy of being the king who will return with healing hands and stuff like that. But now Mary's a hero. Mary is a hero. Yep, him and Eowyn took down the the leader of the Nazgul. So so that was a big deal. The odds were not in their favor. Um, and I, I feel bad for the stunt double who had to do that guy. Really? What happened? Uh, the mace that he wields and everything, he's like, I named it Damned Heavy. Because it was <laughs> Damned Heavy. But he's... But the guy who did it, he's like, he was the leader of the Urukai who killed Boromir. Mm-hmm. He's the, um, he fought as one of the Urukais. Mm-hmm. He, uh, the big orc dude with the like giant messed up face, he was that guy. He was one of the ring wraiths. Right, he, right. He just did all the villain stuff. That's awesome. It, it's always him. Yeah, so, so he's, he's like, it was hard swinging that stupid thing around, and we hollered like, it wasn't like an actual one that it would have been. Yeah. It was a prop thing, so it was even lighter. And he's like, it was damned heavy. <laughs> and he's trying to swing that stupid thing around. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. Yeah, but Denethor kills himself on the pyre. Mm-hmm. He definitely does not run from that pyre off of the edge of that, where he runs off the edge there. Yeah. That's like a two-mile distance from where... He, Dang. So, yeah, he did not run that on fire the entire time. That's crazy. Yeah, that is a long, long run. So, yeah, I think I think they said it was about two miles. <laughs> so, no, he, he did not. He just he just burned and died. And that is so good. They were able to save Faramir and keep him alive. And do, do we have anything you want to talk about for the battle? Any, any moments? No. Not Legolas' is a giant but kill. Still, still only counts as one. one. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, again, like, the humor lands in this movie. That's yeah. my favorite, dude. Gimli and Legolas. Yes. That's great stuff. Yeah, the humor lands, so they, they win the fight. Um, Aragorn kills some peoples, but then they decide that they need to march on the Black Gate. Because... They're like, we need to do some something to keep Sauron's attention on us. Because they don't want him regrouping back at home. Being like, oh, I didn't win this fight. Let me regroup and let me be focused on home. Because that's yeah. where Frodo and Sam were. So they're like, if he's focused on home there's a, and keeps everyone inside and all the troop movement inside, there's a real chance that, uh, uh, that, yeah, that they're just in the way and Frodo and Sam get discovered. So we need to draw him out. We need to draw the rest of the armies he has in reserve out and just pull them all to the front to buy Frodo and Sam a chance. Okay. So that's, what, that's why Aragorn leads the charge against Mordor. 
That makes sense. You know, because e- everything they're doing, it's like they decided very beginning we were not going to win this by a, you know, with a fight. Well, we have Gorn, to win by being sneaky. Aragorn in general is considered to be a good strategist, anyways, right? So yeah. Well, he he's fought with many battles with. Like, he fought with Theoden's grandfather in battles. He yeah. fought with Gondor before in battles. He's, you know, the head of the rangers. In, Super experienced. Yeah, he, he does a lot of patrolling of the Shire to keep them safe and everything. Because that's because Gandalf wants the Shire protected. Yeah. So the rangers are the ones who are doing that. They're okay. actually protecting the borders of the Shire to help keep the hobbits safe. You know, that, that's just stuff that they did. So they, they march on the Black Gate, and the mouth of Sauron in the, in the extended version, I love. Yeah. I love how they did it, where they're like, we're just going to s- decide that he has no eyes. Like, he's yeah. just blind because he's the mouth. So, and it was like, it was just a creative choice. There's nothing in the books about that at right. all. Right, yeah. So but you that, think it landed well. Oh yeah, I think it, it landed really well. Like that design choice and yeah. everything. Um, it was, the dialogue was a little corny. Right. But like, uh, like, uh, what would you call it? Like, if you had it up, you would be like generic bad guy dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It, it, it was pretty cheesy. So, so they, yeah. it fits with with it all, though. You know what I mean? Like you said. Not hard to land. So the empty. So when they march on the Black Gates and Sauron brings all his armies to the front, Frodo and Sam had actually been in kind of like an army troop, and they had to be marching. Mm -hmm. And them like whipping them and forcing them to march at high speeds, but it was towards where they wanted to go. Right. Like roughly, they probably would not have made it without the orcs forcing them. Because Frodo was just getting so beat they down. They were done. They were right. done by yeah, that point. Yeah, Frodo's yeah. just so beat down, just emotionally and mentally, and the physical toll it's taken on him yeah. as well. So, it's but nothing short of a miracle that he's alive at this point. Yeah. Let alone. But they they're disguised as orcs. People think they're orcs, and they're just marching them like orcs. Mm-hmm. And you know they they were both barely able to make it. But then all this call for. Oh, there's armies over here, and they were able to like crawl away and sneak off, and because they're like, we're we're kind of right by the, we're kind of right at the mountain. Yeah. So they go up the mountain, and Frodo at one point physically can't climb anymore. So Sam, Sam carries it. Yeah, he's like, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. Such a powerful moment in that movie, like mm-hmm. Sam taking Frodo like that and, and just taking him because Sam Sam's done too. Like, yeah, he, like, you know, he's like, here, we, we haven't had much water in like three days. You yeah. can have the last of it, and it's like four drops. And I'm going to carry you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were both, and, and we're going up in like, I don't, kind of like an active volcano. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I mean, we see lava. Yeah. <laughs> that That's active enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's Mount Doom. I don't know what your people said on your trivia question yeah I, well, I listened to Dom or yeah, Dom and Billy's podcast and one of the trivia questions was what's the name of the volcano that they throw the ring into and we say Mount Doom and they say no it was called something else and no one can find that 
Yeah, I, I can't there. find one. I think the actual cavern where they throw the ring in mm-hmm. where has they, its like, own name. I think that has its name. Yeah. But the volcano itself is, is named Mount Doom. That makes sense to me. So I think that that's where that question went is where was it actually destroyed? Because it's name? almost like a chamber of yeah. sorts that they're yeah, in. Yeah, but the, so. and that has its own name. Yeah. I don't remember, but it has its own name. Right. No, that tracks. But yeah, the, the volcano itself is called Mount Doom. So Sam gets them there, and Frodo goes in, and that's when he turns and decides that he's not going to destroy the ring. He's going to become the Lord of the Ring. Yeah. And Gollum shows up and is like, nah, I'm not about that life. Yeah. That's that's my precious. I've been after that thing forever. Yep, so he he, he fights Frodo and ends up biting off Frodo's finger, which yep. I like that they showed in the yeah. movie. But um, in the book, he get, bites off the finger and gets the ring, and his celebrating getting it is where he falls. Yeah. He just falls in, where in the movie... We didn't. They didn't want to just. Oh, he. Oh, lucky he just happened to fall. So they have Frodo so sort of fight, fight yeah. him, and they both sort of fall yep. over, and are hanging on. And Sam has to pull Frodo back up. Yeah. Well, and like we need our cinematic tension. Yeah. In in the book, they're they're getting across that he's like clumsy. I'm guessing, like you know what I mean. Like, well, it wasn't no, clumsy. It was, it was just oblivious. real happy, yeah. and he didn't realize he exactly what he was. Right. And he was so focused on the ring that he wasn't paying yeah. attention to what he was doing. And, you know, he's been hunting for the ring for 60 years, 60 plus years yeah. at this point. Well, it, it would have been 60, 77, so about 78 years or so, somewhere in that range. Yeah, that's a long time. That he's been hunting for this ring and he finally gets it back. Mm-hmm. So he's just overcome and just so oblivious to everything because his whole focus is on I finally got the ring yeah back, and that's why he falls okay whereas in this it's they don't really show you that time scale right of how long things are the, but they do show him all happy he got it as he falls yeah and he's grabbing for it and he's my precious as he's dying yeah, yeah. so Gollum wins Yep. So, he got the ring <laughs> yeah so Frodo and he died with it yeah so Frodo doesn't quite fall but at that point they both accept that this was a one-way trip yeah and then eagles and then eagles well well, sam gets him out of there and carries him onto a rock yeah they they leave the the chamber and they just go outside on the mountain and wait to die yep and they're like well if i have to die i'm happy to have my best friend at my side yeah kind of thing Yeah, that, that sappy bromance. That's sappy stuff. <laughs> what are you, a girl or something? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's... Yeah. But also when the ring falls and they show uh, Stryker and all those other people and how it obliviates everything. The army and everything, yes. yeah. There's the big shockwave that knocks everyone over. That's and such it, a scene, dude. Yeah. And the eye has the whole, like, sideways sort of explosion yeah. as it's falling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that whole scene is so cool. The Tower of Baradur falls, where the great eye is just sort of, like, looking Watching. around. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a nice moment. Yeah, that's an amazing moment. And, and the Eagles show up, and no, the Eagles were not Plan A, and they probably couldn't be Plan A. 
Because one, uh, we don't control the eagles. Gandalf doesn't have like an eagle summoning button on his app on the phone or something like that. They're not like an Uber. They're not a taxi service. He's got mental telepathy, and he told them to go get it in thought. Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Either way, those eagles should feel that. (laughs) They showed up. They they were supposed to. They showed up and got Frodo and Sam out. But it's like Sauron had his own air force, too. Yeah. So it's not like you could have just flown in on eagles and... And then even then, if you show your hand with the eagles, Sauron knows where you're going. Yeah. And he could just stop. Like, the eagles aren't going to make it into... He's not. He's watching the sky yeah, the as e- well as the ground. Well, and these are giant eagles. It's not like yeah. they're stealthy. Yeah. But even then, it's he. they're not going to be able to like make it through into Mount Doom to destroy the ring. Right. So he could just park some people there. No, this is where you're going. Mm-hmm. So he could stop you there even if you make it to the mountain he'll be ready at the mountain for you so so yeah the eagles would not have worked yeah you know and that's assuming they would agree to do some sort of like suicidal fight like that in the first place because there's a chance a lot of eagles die fighting sauron's air force yeah so they, they would take heavy losses so you would have to convince them to do that and it's like they're, they don't want to do that yeah, I always thought the the argument about the eagles was a little a little funky. <laughs> Look, I get it. The eagles are overpowered. Tolkien yeah. got it too. Yeah. Like, man, I made these guys overpowered. That's why they appeared <laughs> at the right times. Yeah, he, like, they appeared at the end to help bring people back, even though they couldn't appear. Take them there. Yeah. And plus, it's a better story. A way the better eagles story. Flying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get any of the cool stuff if it just ends like that. It wouldn't have been even been written. It would have been like, well, that was a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah. So so we get Sauron's defeated. Uh, Aragorn finally gets crowned king. Yep. Which is the Return of the King, which Tolkien didn't want the book titled Return of the King because he wanted some mystery as to whether Aragorn would right. go back to the throne. He wanted to call it the War of the Ring. Okay. Yeah, that's what he wanted the third book to be called. Mm-hmm. But nope, he got outvoted by like his publicist and editor, and I think his son or something like that. It's so ridiculous that like, like he's the creator. Let him write his stuff. Like, well, it, he <laughs> did it because every he, that's what he wanted to call. But everyone around him okay. liked the other thing, so he caved. I on. mean, that's solid of him to do. It's just yeah, you would think that they could have respected his vision for what he had. Yeah, yeah, but. They all lived happily ever after. He made a lot of money. Yeah, there's a big hobbits jumping on bed scene. <laughs> no, that was earlier. No, that we're when it, when they get Frodo from Rivendell. They do it again. Yeah. Hobbits just jump on beds. They're like <laughs> they're like yeah. monkeys. Yeah, and they go home after whatever a yeah. year, exactly a year. Uh, from, it's when they, when they make it back to Weathertop where Frodo was stabbed yeah. that's the one an- year anniversary of when he got stabbed yeah. is when he's by the tower on the way home yeah. so you know. but they're, they're hobbits they bow to no one yeah which was a nice scene for them yeah I love that yeah he's like oh we're gonna crown this guy king and he's gonna get the girl and then he's like oh but you four you bow to no one everyone bows to them yeah 
And they're like, oh, we just made this guy the badass king. And, uh, That's another. Two, I guess we have to bow to these hobbits. That's another <laughs> of my favorite scenes, probably. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yep, so the hobbits go back, and in the book they have to deal with the scouring of the Shire, which is where um, Saruman's death in the books happens. Oh, okay. This? It's the same way, Okay. but it takes place in the Shire, because he goes back and, like, you know the little thing where they see... The hobbits and burning down and everything yeah. burning the people running that happens in the books oh, at the okay. end of the books when they go after they go back Saruman's taken over and he's like industrialized the place and Weird. making the hobbits like a workforce sort of slave sort of situation that's crazy so they go back and they lead a revolt and they they lead a hobbit revolt to beat it and then that's where um Saruman gets stabbed in the back is at that part. That's cool. Yeah. But Peter Jackson never liked that part of the books. So he's like, no, we won. We're done. We're not having extra problems when we get back. But I think he put it, Tolkien put it in there because it's like, it's, you don't just get to go home and have your happy ending and things are great because he fought in the war. He came back. Things were not a happy ending. Right. You know, it was a lot of hard work and there were a lot of things wrong when he got back. They had to almost not make it. Like, you had to believe that everything was against them, like... Yeah. So, but they, they wanted to end on kind of a high note after that and not have that sort of moment in there for the books. I like, understand that. the that. books did had. I mean, I like what we got on screen. Yeah. So, so I think they said the whole journey from when Frodo leaves with Sam to when they, walk they get back... Into- into Hobbs and everything just like mm-hmm. 16, 17 months. Man. No, they said they get back exactly such and such date from the time they left. Yeah, I think it's like 16, 17 months. No, I think it was a year. Well, no, uh, the year two. is, it's, well, it's over a year because Weathertop yeah, but is where I mean, the... I think they say, it, okay, maybe it was two years. No, it's well, it's two. not quite two years. Well, go watch the stupid movie again because when, <laughs> when they're riding in, they say... You know, we get back exactly whatever to the day from when we left. Uh, well, the only, the only thing he says about that for the day was when he's stabbed and he's writing the book. And he's, or not, no, he no they said... But, he says it's been four years to the day since I was stabbed. Is no, because they say it when they're riding in to the Shire. They get there and they st- stop, look at about the Shire, see how green it is, and they make that comment. And then they go in and they go to this tavern or whatever and drink. And Sam asks, What's her face for a date? And they end up married. And that the wedding, the kiss scene for the wedding, it only took one take. That's what we're telling Sean's wife. Exactly. That, that was one take. There was only <laughs> one take on that. Yeah, he had kids, so he couldn't really hang out too much with her. Yeah, yeah, because he gets he gets married, and so he's like, "Yep, my one take." They took one take. That's what I'm telling my wife. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, and then Frodo finishes the book because Bilbo started a book and mm-hmm. gives it to him, and he finishes and it. And he finishes writing the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but that's when they go and find out that Frodo's leaving him forever and ever again. Yeah, because it. It, yeah, it's about three years after they return. They return that he he leaves, and yeah. Bilbo shows up, and him and Gandalf and Bilbo 
and wh whatever else are left, take the last, that's the last fairy out. But when Bilbo shows up, he looks so much older now because he does not have the ring. The ring kept him sure. from yeah. aging, so. It did. So now that he doesn't have the ring, he aged like he should have. But he's also the oldest hobbit ever. Right. That's because of the ring. It was, but... Yeah. Yeah, he, he officially makes, I think, by like a year or something like that. Yeah. He, he, he's officially the oldest hobbit ever. Because yeah. he's around like 131, I think. 133, somewhere like that. He didn't die. He didn't when he leaves. leaves yeah. 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 But yeah, well, they go to the Undying Lands, right. so yeah. they, they no longer age there, presumably. Right. But, uh, so then he will continue to be the, well, yeah, he'll always be older than Frodo. Yeah, he'll always be older than Frodo. So he's always going to be the oldest. Yeah, he's... And no, it's her passing. He's like 80 years older than Frodo or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Who is, yeah, he's like an uncle to Frodo, but they're actually second cousins. But he's basically an uncle, kind of. Yeah. 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 The way, like, my niece and nephew are my niece and nephew, and they're technically my second cousins. Yeah. All right, do, do we have any, any final things to say about Lord of the Rings before we get out of here? It's good movies. Everyone go watch them. Yeah. <laughs> Read you... the books first. They're, they're good, and it does follow the books pretty well. About as well as any movie... You can. Fall, yeah, that, I mean, there are little differences that butt hit here pointing out to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I uh, I think if you haven't seen these by now, you've got to rethink your life. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Master Obi-Wan and go home and rethink your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about you, Siege? No, no, I, I'm good. I'm good. Dude, you nailed it. Oh, God. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yeah. Nerds out. <laughs>